In the Faith Hall of Fame, we already talked about the faith the Old Testament heroes had on the Lord. We talked about Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Joseph, Jacob, Joseph, Moses' parents, and about Moses. We spoke about and we understood the kind of faith they had on the Lord and what their faith accomplished in their lives. Last week we analyzed the faith of Moses. We talked about Moses and children of Israel, how they were crossing the Red Sea. So there are three aspects we talked about. God wants us to let go our past. Because they were holding on to their past. They were complaining against Moses saying that you have taken us into the wilderness. Should we die? Should we perish in this wilderness? We might have served the Egyptians rather than coming and dying in this wilderness. You know that was a complaint and God wanted them to let go their past. It is useless. Past is useless. Let's let, let forget about what has gone through, what we have gone through. Let's talk about what we are. We are just standing in front of the Red Sea. And Moses as a man of God, as an intercessor, he was building up their faith there. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today. And he said, the Egyptians you see today, you shall see again no more in your lives. And finally we saw, God is commanding Moses. When Moses went to God and he cried out, God said, why are you crying to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. And God wants us to move forward in everything we do on this earth. By faith, the children of Israel, they walked through the Red Sea. Whereas the Egyptians, as they attempted to do the same, but not by faith. That was the difference. Children of Israel, they could walk through the Red Sea because they had such a great faith in God. But it was, they were, there were, they were somebody else. They were trying to imitate what the children of Israel were doing. That was the Egyptians. They had no faith in God. And the same ground, it walked way, it opened way for children of Israel. It became a burial ground for the Egyptians. And we talked about the danger of dealing with godly things without faith from the life of three individuals. The danger of dealing godly things without faith in our lives. We talked about God struck Uzzah who touched the Ark of the Covenant. The sorcerer Simon in Samaria offering money to buy the Holy Spirit. He ended up in taking curses from the men of God. He thought anointing can be received by giving money. It was a wrong approach. Anointing can be received. Anointing can flow in our lives only by faith. And when Paul was used in a supernatural way, the sons of Sceva in, in Ephesus, they were trying to imitate Paul and they end up in casting out a demon and we know the end of it. You know, they, they had to just leave that place because the demon was behind them. They were afraid and they had to leave that place. So we found out gifts of the Holy Spirit will work only by faith. If we try to do any, in any other means, it doesn't work really in a way it's supposed to work. And these men, these three individuals, they were attempted to do godly things but with 
without faith resulted in great danger as the Egyptians who were drowned as they tried to do this thing same thing what the children of Israel did that's what we saw last week today we are going to see the faith of the children of Israel as the walls of Jericho fell down let's read from Hebrew chapter 11 verse 30 just a simple simple small verse there Hebrew chapter 11 verse 30 says by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days you know yesterday a few days I was just you know dwelling upon this verse I have come across so many preachings on this I heard so many preachings on this particular verse especially the story about children of Israel coming around Jericho and I was just waiting upon the Lord and the Lord gave me few insights into this that's what I want to share before we do that there are first important aspects I want to talk about I don't think we have time to go to the Old Testament chapter where the, the, the particular incident is explained that is in Joshua chapter 6 verse 1 to 21 we all know the story let's not get into that but if you read those chapters those scriptures we come out with five important truths there I just tell you that and move further people obeyed Joshua's instructions as God gave instruction to Joshua Joshua told very clearly you just go around the city around the fort or around the walls of Jericho six days as the trumpet is blown but you don't open your mouth you don't say anything you just silently you walk around and they did that on the seventh day when you come seventh time in the seventh time you shout you shout and that's the time you see the miracle of God and they just obeyed it obeyed Joshua the wall fell down as they shouted by faith that's what Hebrew records by faith the walls of Jericho was brought down they did that by faith and utterly they destroyed all that was in the city both man and woman young and old ox and sheep and donkey with the edge of the sword everything in that city of Jericho was completely destroyed as God instructed them to do fourth one God told do not take the cursed thing of the city and then that was there they did of course there were some exceptions there but then they obeyed most part of it they obeyed verse 5 but take the silver gold vessels of bronze and iron and store them in the treasury of the Lord they did so these are the major events I just leave that there and move further there is no way the children of Israel would have entered into Jericho unless the wall fell down on that day you know such a supernatural event is what is recorded if you just sit for a while and think about the, the way God worked on that day it is amazing there is no other way they could have achieved that on that day you know archaeologists and excavators such as I can name some of them Dr. Brian Wood John uh, Garstang and Kathleen Kenyon and a team of German excavators they found abundant evidence of the city's destruction by fire and concluded that the destruction would have taken place around uh, 1400 BC they found all the evidences there in support of the Word of God archaeologists and excavators they indicate Jericho had double wall construction system around their city 
let's have an idea about how thick the wall is. The outer wall was about six feet thick. There are two walls. Outer wall was six feet thick and the inner wall is about 12 feet thick. It's such a thick wall. The outer wall was about 23 feet tall and the inner wall is about 30 feet tall. Such a massive system you know going around the entire city and the, there is no way the city would have felt maybe by an earthquake or by itself unless God did that on the day for the children of Israel. Jericho was surrounded by such a gigantic wall and excavators also indicate that the portions of the walls of the fortified city have collapsed outwardly you know you can see there's such a big wall and the you know the, the wall collapsed outwardly so that it, it really helped the children of Israel to walk over the bricks and the rubbles so that it, it, it helped them as a ramp you know so that they could just enter into the city so we believe it. There is no doubt about it. It happened on the day when children of Israel were walking around. The standing fact today is that recorded by, as recorded by the writer of Hebrews and he says, by faith the walls of Jericho fell down. You know most of the time we come across to know more about God when we study such Old Testament events. You know, we get more insight about our God, who our God is. We, got, we get so thrilled to know what God has done, what God has done on that day. But as Matt was saying, unless you take those things and apply into our life today, it becomes useless. You know, at times we get thrilled and even we get goosebumps to know, you know, what God has done on that day. And we get so thrilled and we are very good in teaching that to our children. And, you know, we enjoy as a family, we enjoy as a church. But then, if we leave that there and if we don't take that in a plane to our life it is of no use you know children of God we are living as a church as children of God we are living in the, in the time where the faith is fading away faith is questioned you know not just maybe by, by people not just people who are ungodly but even within the church even the preachers you know they don't have faith on the other day my uncle was sharing there are many difficulties in building a church because most of them and he's, he's, he's taking care of a church in, in Maryland he says that it is not about his church but he is generally telling about other churches very difficult to build a church because the pastors they don't have faith in God they don't trust in God and but then they have to do their job of preaching and you can imagine what where it will what result we will get out of it you know we are living in a time because Jesus said when the son of man comes will he find faith on the earth it is so true we are living in a stage where it is very difficult to find faith in in you know in God so as we study the book of Hebrews we come across these you know individual lives who achieved great things you know for God by faith we should not fail to apply those things in our lives it is not just a waste of time it is very effective as we study you know at the end of the chapter 11 this is my prayer every day in every one of our lives we want to take a step of faith to do something for God or to do something in our family that will revive our family that will revive our fellowship and it will motivate us to stand for God. Now, our approach 
to this chapter let it be as Matt said if God can do it he can do it today in our lives too by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days I want to talk about three different walls we can bring down by faith in our lives today May the Lord help me here. There are three different walls I want to talk about today. The wall number one, walls of Jericho built within me. The walls of Jericho built within us. This wall is built by us but not seen by others. Walls of Jericho that is built within me. These walls are not built in a day but it is built over a time. These walls will not allow us to be an effective Christian for God. These walls will not allow me to serve God effectively. You know these walls always are walls of threat. Walls of threat within me to deny God and his power. I'm talking about the wall which is built already with every one of us within me. Since we didn't have enough faith to bring these walls down, these walls eventually has become strongholds in our life. Just carefully follow me. Since we don't have enough faith to bring this wall down as the children of God did to the walls of Jericho, these walls eventually become strongholds within me. And these strongholds are nothing else than defense mechanism we establish to protect our right and our ego. I want to really talk about it today. We develop some kind of walls within us, every one of us, me especially, including us, every one of us. We develop that wall within us and these walls will become eventually become strongholds within us and then they will just stand massive in front of us and they will become a defense mechanism for us to establish to protect our rights and egos. And God is saying today, if it is so true the children of Israel could you know bring that wall of Jericho down today you and me can bring this wall of Jericho built within us there are many areas in our lives we are found sensitive as human our instincts builds a self-defense mechanism in those sensitive areas I know what I'm talking about there are there are very areas I'm sensitive to now as we allow this in our lives there is an my instinct it makes a self-defense mechanism within me and that eventually becomes a strongholds it's not somebody else's word it's all my words so I know what I'm talking about it's it it, it bring it makes a self-defense mechanism and be, that becomes a strongholds for example one example I can give you if I don't like to like someone I'm talking to the believers of God if I don't like someone I develop a hate within me about him for example if I don't like Dan I develop a hate within me about Dan every time I see him something comes in my mind there is something some some enzyme maybe probably it gets stimulated within my body moment I not you Dan Dan is putting a sad face not about you <laughs> don't worry so um, you know that is happening within me I, I, I just get that 
and that that's a kind of self-defense mechanism I get it comes and stands like a wall it develop I develop a hate for him it's like a wall now and eventually what I will do I will start avoiding him right that's what we do we are Christians we are believers we are children of God that's what I do we I start avoiding him because I don't like then it becomes a stronghold in my mind do you do you get what I'm saying it becomes a stronghold in my mind it is very difficult to break so when it is in the wall it is at the stage of wall as a true child of God God expects that us to bring that down God wants to destroy these strongholds in our lives it is tough because we are dealing with ourselves it is easy to talk about somebody else it is it is very difficult to deal with myself when it comes because I don't want others to know these walls built within me already outside I appear perfect but then these walls are already built in my life in every one of us nobody can deny it in every one of our lives but it is affecting my personal walk with the Lord it is affecting my life as it is affecting my ministry that wall which is built within my life within myself it is affecting everything I do for God if I'm willing to expose these walls to God not forget people not for the people not for your pastor or not for somebody else don't expose those things to anybody else because people if we keep telling them about what you are going through within your life even sometime to the pastors you know they will take an advantage people will take an advantage of I had that experience with some of the pastors in the past so when we go and tell you know we feel that they are godly they are godly men and women and you just go and then pour out anything and tell everything to God I'm not telling that don't tell anything to me I'm, I'm you know I'm just telling the truth you know that the, you need to we need to know that if you just pour out everything and then later I found that they are taking advantage of those things which I told I would have come out of those things already but then it is still there in my their mind they still look at me in that way it, we, it, it is not removed from their mind and you cannot go and tell that please take it out you know we are kind of we just got stuck in the middle so we need to be careful we need to be careful when we deal with people so you know but what I am trying to arrive at is we can open it to God because he knows that already God knows what are the kinds of wall which is built within me if the walls of Jericho can be brought down by faith of the children of Israel today I can bring this wall which is built within me by faith by the same faith may the Lord help us here you know it is not easy to preach these things it is not easy to preach this topic because word of God is sharper than two-edged sword you know yesterday I was preparing this message I came and I ran to joy and I told her I don't think I'm going to preach this message I'm going to change this message but then then we realize it is sharper than two-edged sword before you preach before we preach we preach to ourselves first you know it is, it is we get the cut we get the hurt of the one edge then we throw the other edge you know that's how it happens we go through it we take it no if I don't do that then I'm in trouble <laughs> first I allow that word of God to hurt myself and I surrender to it and then we come and we can boldly throw that word of God because we are dealing with the godly things before 
you know it hurts us before it hurts our lives when God spoke these words those who listened they would have gone through it these are the words spoken to individual many of those scriptures Paul when he spoke to the church in Corinth or some other church those people would have gone through it and it is not new today we are going through it it is the word of God let us talk about some of the walls which is built by understanding little more about it what are the strongholds I cannot go and on and on and name it first one probably few of them suspicion the wall of mistrust the basis for love today is the trust we have on someone else the basis for love is on the trust we love God because we trust him he is worthy of our love we trust him you know due to this world of suspicion today we are not able to love someone genuinely you know without this love obviously there is no intimacy with each other and with God suspicion is one of the stronghold it can danger us our lives to any extent what of God says if anyone says I love God yet hates his brother he's a liar he's a liar that's what word of God in first John 420 we need to destroy the walls of suspicion within our spouses you know in families in families how the trouble starts get started the doubt or the suspicion losing the trust with each other and same thing is applicable to the to God's children in the church as somebody Debbie was finding out we, we as a testimony we need to love each other we need to be together and we need to chase this enemy we need to bring this wall of suspicion not just in family even at the church even at the children among the children of God we need to bring this wall down we need to destroy the walls of suspicion in our workplace that's very very important you know once somebody if we find that somebody is speaking something against us or doing something against us then every time you know our mind goes behind that always we look at somebody with that eyes they may or may not do but God does like that God doesn't like that it is true in the church it is true among our fellowship everywhere among our family and brethren and sisters it is true suspicion the second one is independence independence you know some of us never ask for help that we need it I do that so I know what I'm talking about we try to, to do everything by ourselves we don't want to share our issues with others you know when we open up we become vulnerable obviously when we open up our issues with others we become vulnerable and we don't want to do that in order to avoid this pain we build this wall of self-sufficiency or independence within us you know eventually what will happen this wall need to be destroyed if we don't destroy this we fail to depend on God for certain things even we don't depend on this Holy Spirit for certain things we will not be able to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and it happens between people it happens between in the spiritual circle it also happens in our personal walk with the Lord we should never develop this kind of independence there are people on this world they don't want to talk to anybody they don't want to mix with the church they don't even go to church they say I'm at home I'm spending the time quite effectively 
quality time with God that is enough because God is everywhere if I go to church I open up myself and I will get into trouble because I see other people doing the same thing and that's going on in their lives I don't want that but that's not good that's not good we cannot keep ourselves in silo we cannot do things in silo we need to grow together that's why Paul writes again and again fellowship is very very important growing together is important falling down and getting up fall down and learn from others everything is important the one testimony we hear from you know somebody it may it may ring again and again in our mind throughout the week one word which is shared it may repeat in our mind again and again throughout the week it is important that we need to grow together independence may be another wall which we try to build us control and manipulate you false security confusion unforgiveness in Matthew chapter 6 14 to 15 Jesus says for if you forgive men their trespasses your heavenly father will also forgive you but if you do not forgive men their trespasses neither will your father forgive your trespasses we need to forgive each other then only we can grow together and here we see these kind of walls will are built within our lives they will make us ineffective self-indulgence they even pervert the word of God people even pervert the word of God and make the word of God to their favor and they say that whatever they are doing self-indulgence whatever they are going through in their lives are out of control things in everything in eating or spending or you know whatever aspects in everywhere they will say that it is not sin word of God doesn't say that so self-indulgence is another wall which as children of God we need to bring it down Eli the priest is a good example in the Old Testament in 1st Samuel if you read Eli the priest he was allowing his children to continue to live in sin they were living in sin and he was such a great priest of God and he was such a man of God it was not affecting his eyes where children are living in deep sin in front of him and when the sacrifices were brought to the temple Eli, Eli made a rule saying that those sacrifices to come to him first and he will take the fat the fatty items out of it and he will eat it then it will go for the sacrifice self-indulgence out of control you know they want to enjoy everything you know he was such a priest and God hated really and God really couldn't accept it there may be other things we can talk about fear and denial you know we, if we allow this to happen in our life we come to a position we say that we deny no I don't have all these things in my life and we need to be always open or vulnerable to the voice of the Holy Spirit we need to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit and we need to brought we need to bring these walls down in our life these walls are built within ourselves they don't allow us to grow in faith they don't allow us to serve God they don't allow us to depend on the Holy Spirit instead they bring uh, you know the wrong attitude in our lives a wrong pattern of thinking in our lives wrong ideas wrong desires and wrong beliefs and eventually we see people walking out of God away from God God wants us to destroy the wall by faith the second wall the walls of Jericho built around us this is again built by us but this wall is seen by others the first wall was within me 
it is built within me by myself people are not seeing it but that makes me ineffective for God I cannot do the way I want to do for God I cannot live the way the holy life I want to live for God but the second wall which I build around me it makes me useless for God the second wall which I can build around me it makes me totally useless for God what are these walls we are building around us today there are two three I can name walls that prevent people approaching us walls that prevent people approaching us you know some of our walls prevent people from coming to us it stands as a wall in front of us when they see they just see that wall and then they go back because they don't like us or they don't want to come us our busyness for everything we say I don't have time I don't have time for you I don't have even time for God we appear to be so busy people try to talk to us and they think oh, okay he must be busy I don't think I can talk to him now we put a wall in front of us and say to the world that I'm always busy I'm not available then what there what is the point there we are not available when they when we are in need to the people our holier than thou attitude our holier than thou attitude we consider ourselves as so clean and we look at others as if they are they have done committed some sin and coming and standing in front of us once we put that wall in front of us people will not be able to approach us it will affect our ministry we will not be able to move forward because there is some reason people are not coming to us you know when people are coming to you and telling you what they are going through that's the time you can pray for them when people come to you and approach you I need your help can you help me then only you will be able to help in their time of trouble we build such a wall around us our words the words we speak it wounds others it hurts others some people even use foul languages I have heard pastors using foul languages when they speak to people not out outside maybe after the church they speak not the words the right words it is carried by people and it hurts them and they, they will find it difficult as this kind of wall is built around them finding fault if we always find fault with somebody instead of appreciating for what they have done good we always focus on what has really that's a human nature I think it's a human nature my wife used to tell me uh, maybe it's true with most of the men if the food is really good I just eat and go I don't say anything because the food is really good sister Kamala is laughing I don't know for what <laughs> sometimes the food is good we just uh, come eat and go but if something is not good <laughs> then we can hear ourselves at the peak of our voice maybe little salt is less or something is you know little less probably it can be set all right but then we are not happy with that and she used to tell me why don't you just say a word of appreciation for the good food I made that's true I think it's in our blood we need to come out of it <laughs> we should be able to look at the good thing what people are doing rather than people fall we fall every one of us fall but then sometime when we you know those things will stand 
you know you know that right a good news takes so much of time to spread but a bad news will just spread <laughs> within a fraction of time and I think that's our composition but then God can help there God can help us to bring that wall down in our lives so we build wall around us but his blood can set us free from those things and he can break all those curses there may be other walls we can talk about walls that don't allow us to move forward we talked about the wall which we build around us the wall which will prevent people from approaching us wall that don't that doesn't allow us to move forward for example some of us are very poor in making decisions we call it as procrastination I will do it tomorrow kind of attitude if there are certain things which need to be done today and God expects us to do that today it is it is it is it is tomorrow maybe too late tomorrow may be too late tomorrow is not in our hands we know so much about it but if God expects us to do certain things we need to do it today we are building that kind of wall around us and I have seen lives they are going through that struggle because they are not done certain decisions you know, I have seen in my own life because I couldn't recover it from that I couldn't you know recover those things in my life because it was not done in appropriate time Proverbs 21 27 1 says do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what a day might bring forth we don't know about tomorrow Proverbs 27.1 so there is no point in telling about thinking about tomorrow God expects us to do things laziness Proverbs 24 says the lazy man will not plow in season he will beg during harvest and have nothing because he is not ready to plow when this in season and at the time of harvest there is everywhere harvest plenty of harvest but then he has to go around and ask for food because of our laziness how many times we are affected we are not able to move forward in God's kingdom in our own life and today God expects us to bring those walls down in our lives not serving God sincerely in Jeremiah 48 turn verse says curse is he who does the work of the Lord deceitfully and curse is he who keeps back his sword from blood the sword is given us to shed blood the word of God has given us to speak into the lives so that lives will change lives will be touched by the word of God we cannot put that sword in its pocket and carry it you need to start using God's given talents in our lives whatever it may be we if we don't serve God that stands as a wall in front of us there are walls that don't allow us to grow spiritually we talked about the wall that doesn't allow people to approach us the wall doesn't allow us to move forward there are walls they alone don't allow us to grow spiritually the wrong fellowship 2nd Corinthians 6:14 word of God says do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness you know sometime we understand or I, I do we think that it is that the context of marriage do not unequally yoked with unbelievers I don't know why we use that but we, we use that most of the time in the context of marriage it is not always the, in the context of marriage 
or fellowship, having fellowship with ungodly. It talks about having fellowship with unbelievers. Having fellowship with unbelievers. Do not be unequally yoked with together with unbelievers. It is spoken by Paul in the context of holiness. If you read the chapter, he is talking about holiness. And in the context, he is talking about having wrong fellowship. For example, if someone doesn't believe the second coming of Lord Jesus Christ, he doesn't believe that, it is very difficult for me to have fellowship with him. Because there is nothing much I can talk to him. Nothing much either he, I can receive from him. There is nothing mutually goes there is no mutual transaction there if we don't have someone has you know if doesn't believe in the second coming of lord jesus christ i cannot have fellowship with him it doesn't really help do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers you know today the teachings around us sometimes pollutes us the same way sin pollutes our lives and Paul is saying that you need to guard yourself holy. So the fellowship we have with people around us at times stands as a wall. At times stands as a wall. You know it is very difficult to break those barriers in our lives. Same time God is very clear about you know having fellowship with idols. He doesn't want us to have fellowship with idols. We can easily understand that. But then we also have need to have proper fellowship with one another so that we can grow. And let's be sure not build those walls and those barriers in our lives. You know, if you read in Exodus chapter 23, verse 2. Here we read, you shall not follow a crowd to do evil. You shall not follow a crowd to do evil. Only today I came to know about this scripture. Exodus 23, 2. You know, some of us have the tendency that what others do, let me just do it for the sake of doing it. But God doesn't like that. God has said that those things happening. You know, simple example maybe. The Halloween day. Uh, it was very, you know, really sorry to say that we were there in mountain at that night. What we saw in the streets, it's like beggars walking in the streets. You now people walking with such a bag, and everybody in their hand. Night at eight o'clock and nine o'clock. We were at nine o'clock. We were in mountain. We reached mountain. In fact, they were just walk- we couldn't drive in the, in the streets. They were children and the whole family walking in the streets, you know, collecting these uh, treats from all the families. And our Christian believers, our fellow believers, they don't have any clue of what they are doing. They were entertaining them. I'm not trying to judge whether it is good or bad. But then we, should, we cannot really go by where the world goes. We cannot just go in that flow because God says, you shall not flow, follow a crowd to do evil. Not obeying spiritual truths. To obey is better than sacrifice. So today God is speaking us to us not to build that kind of wall. Finally, the third wall which we can build. The walls of Jericho built by others. The first wall, the wall of Jericho that I build within myself. The second wall within me which is not seen by people. The second wall is the wall of Jericho I build around me which is seen by people. People are affected by it. Third wall, the walls of Jericho. What others build into my life. 
there are two things two different things here the walls built by men you know there are men and women standing on our way preventing us from coming closer to God do you know that there are men and women standing on our way as a wall and they don't allow us come closer to God you know certain individuals in our lives are always a stumbling block some of you must know what I'm talking about certain individuals always they are there to put us down they don't allow us to grow in the Lord they don't allow us to do anything for God always they discourage they put us down they they are standing like a wall and if God can bring that wall of Jericho down the same God can bring those walls in our life if we believe Jesus said in Mark 9:42, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea into the sea we talked about it in the book of revelation we heard we heard a voice <coughs> angel throwing the millstone into the sea it is so true when people are not allowing us to come closer to god you know there is nothing like that it is a miserable situation we need to identify these men and women and get them out of our way it is something that we need to do by taking a step of faith in god Pharaoh was one such person Pharaoh was one such man who was not allowing the children of God to go into the wilderness to worship God and by faith they found a way to get him out of the way so that they can go and worship and I'm sure God will speak to you try to get them out of the way Jesus said in Matthew 10 37 he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me it is very clear it is written well written if somebody is something is standing in front of me friend of us let's get rid of it let's not worry about what it is let's get rid of it let's not allow anything to come between me and God there are walls built by men around us there are walls built by Satan around us today Satan is keeping many as captive he builds walls around them the walls of lie the walls of lie Jesus told about him Satan in John 8:44. you are of your father the devil you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do he looked at the people and he said straightly you are of your father the devil and you are trying to satisfy the desire of your fathers your father he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him when he speaks a lie he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it God was telling about Satan today Satan is standing in front of us as a wall and God wants us to bring that wall down and he will come and tell lies he will come and tell lies he will bring all the discouragements 
you know you want to do something for God but then he will come and tell you you are not good for it you are not fit for it you know how can you imagine you yourself going and standing and doing things for God how can you do that he will come and lie he is a liar he doesn't encourage us to do things for God he always puts that you know that face and comes and stand in front of us and he lies to us so that we may get discouraged and we will not do anything for God we need to build we need to bring that wall which is built by Satan the wall of deception false doctrine lust pride vanity arrogance false dreams and visions and miracles sometimes it is not from God the bitterness the lack of faith you know all these things will come and stand it doesn't belong to God it belongs to this world and it belongs to the enemy the devil and God wants us to bring those things down in our lives God may fill us with discernment God may fill us with his grace so that we may be able to identify those things and bring those down Paul was talking about a messenger of Satan giving him trouble in his body in his flesh Paul was talking about it and he says it is given to me looks like it is allowed by God and he says it is given to him by God to buffet to pound him to strike at him he says that in 2nd Corinthians 12 7 it was given to Paul it was a thorn in flesh we don't know what it is but today Satan is buffeting you and me with many other things that are not allowed by God but as children of God we say that oh looks like it is allowed by God because Paul we referred that you know that verse and say that Paul had the thorn in his flesh and it was allowed by God but we take things for granted we carry that in our life all along they stand as a wall in front of us but they are not allowed by God they don't really belong to us and God wants us to come out of it not to deal with them lifelong it may be some sicknesses in our body we don't say try to say that excuses and say that it was with Paul probably it is okay with me may not be we need to discern that it is really allowed by God and God doesn't want to give us sickness and you know leave us in trouble always God wants us to come out of it it may be our poverty it may be our death situation it may be our children walking away from God it may be some faith where we are struggling to have put that faith in God but it is not from God it is the thorn it is it is from the enemy it is not the thorn given by God it is from the enemy we need to identify those things and bring those walls down in our lives God wants says to pull these walls down by our faith wall number one walls of Jericho built within us this wall is built by us not seen by others the wall number two walls of Jericho built around us it is seen by others it affects others wall number three walls of Jericho built by others including Satan into our lives by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days God wants us to take a step of faith and make a shout of praise so that these walls in our lives may fall trembling down I pray God may help us this morning as we about to close when we do all these things God builds two different walls in our lives Lamentations 3 7 says he has built walls around me I can't escape God builds his walls around me
Psalm 139, 5-6 says to explain the scripture You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me Such knowledge is too wonderful for me It is high, I cannot attain it When we give the other walls to God And when we praise God and take a step of faith to bring those walls in our lives That's the time we see God putting his hand upon our lives He building his wall of love around us In Zechariah 2.5 word of God says For I say the Lord will be a wall of fire around me Wall of fire around me And I will be the glory in her midst God wants to build that wall of fire In Job 1.10 You have always put a wall of protection around him Satan complaining to God about Job Wall of protection You know, shall we allow our life to be protected, to be governed by God? Job chapter 1 verse 10. God wants to protect us. God wants to surround us with his his love this morning. Shall we all just stand?